0: Ben Shapiro here, and you're about to listen to the audio-only version of Debunked, my newest series where I dismantle and debunk a common leftist myth each episode in 15 minutes or less. If you like what you hear, head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe, use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off, and become a member today. This is the only way to get the full experience. The show has a documentary feel with amazing visuals to help guide you through a plethora of stats and facts You can binge the entire first season right now on The Daily Wire. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off. Want a new podcast to look forward to every week? The average podcast listener has six shows in rotation. So you're most likely not just listening to my show. And that's totally okay. In fact, I'd love to share a podcast to add to your list. The Jordan Harbinger Show, a top-shelf podcast named Best of Apple in 2018. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. Harbinger has a talent for getting his guests to share never-been-heard-before stories and thought-provoking insights. Without fail, he pulls out tactical bits of wisdom in each episode, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to better operate in today's world. He's also got a strangely relatable weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where Jordan covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situation, to relationships and networking, to asking for a raise. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There are a lot of people out there who have had abortions and now regret it. It's a tragedy what has happened to you. And the fact is that Now you have a chance to do something new and something better. And the first step toward doing something new and something better is to recognize what it is that you've lost so that we can all grieve with you. Look, I mean, you don't have to like abortion. You can be dead set against it, Rick. I mean, we're all coming from the same set of catechism on this particular panel tonight. The process of human life begins at conception. At conception, that is a human life. Only no, ignore that reality. That, that's, that's a unique Rick, human you, being inside that woman. No, so there is, is, not, that, is A new thing. creature is created with its own genetics, its own blood type, its own body. When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body. And this is about. A Professor Jaime Gordon of the Mayo Clinic, quote, by all the criteria of modern molecular biology, life is present from the moment of conception. Professor Micheline Matthews Roth of Harvard Medical School agrees, quote, it is scientifically correct to say that an individual life begins at conception. Unborn human beings have their own forming nervous systems by week three, before most women even realize they're pregnant, their own developing eyes, legs, and hands by week five, their own fingerprints by week eight. Human life changes over time. Brain development changes over time. But that does not mean a child is less human than an adult or a person with Down syndrome is less human than a person without that condition. To pretend that these human lives are somehow simple clusters of cells or balls of meat is to deny scientific reality. With respect to this issue, which you just say, this is all about choice, all about a woman's right. No, it's all about the life of a little baby. And, and you can invalidate that and say that that doesn't matter. But to millions of Americans, it does matter. Since the Supreme Court ruled in 1973 that the Constitution of the United States invalidated virtually all serious state restrictions on abortion, nearly 60 million children have been aborted in the United States. America easily averages over 1 million abortions per year, a far cry from the less than 200,000 per year reported prior to Roe versus Wade. While the oft-cited figure that one in three American women will have an abortion is certainly an exaggeration, a significant portion of American women will indeed procure abortions. These women will be disproportionately minority. According to the CDC, black women are five times more likely than white women to have abortions, and Latina women are twice as likely. In New York City, a child conceived by a black mother has a better chance of being aborted than being born. Now, to developing news out of Albany about reproductive rights here in the Empire State. The state legislature has passed the Reproductive Health Act. Governor Cuomo moving quickly to sign this into law tonight. This is part of his administration's push to make sure women here in New York keep their right to control their own bodies. Our opponents predict the new law will lead to more late term procedures. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. Governor Andrew Cuomo celebrated the event by having the World Trade Center lit up pink in honor of women's rights. How could we brag about that? You pop champagne carts for that and drink and drink Chablis and, and eat brie? Well, look you at that. You light up the Empire look, State Building. Right. The most honest abortion advocates will simply say that an unborn child is in fact an unborn child and that the unborn child's interest in life doesn't outweigh the mother's preference. But most abortion advocates aren't so honest. Instead, they participate in the blatantly anti scientific lie that a fetus is not a human life. Period. The law recognizes so a person with rights at a certain standard. How about feeling pain? There are fully grown human beings with genetic conditions preventing them from feeling pain. Are they not human? How about viability? Do, do you disagree that at the moment of conception, a child is human and alive? It's That's its human viability. It's, it's, is it it's a hu- viable it, human? Many people live thanks to dependence on machines. Are they no longer human? How about life beginning at implantation? Eggs get fertilized, but that's not all you need. You have to attach to the uterine wall. Well, that would suggest that babies fertilized outside the womb are not life, and that even if we developed artificial wombs, they would not be lives. How about brain activity and sentience? We each go to sleep every night. Would it be acceptable to murder us in our sleep? Would we be no longer human? There's only one logical line to draw when it comes to human life, conception. Even Peter Singer, the moral relativist philosophy professor at Princeton University, acknowledges that if preservation of human life is your standard, you ought to want life protected from conception. Singer just says that his standard for a human life worth preserving isn't met by unborn human beings or by newborn babies, which is why he's not opposed morally to infanticide. Points for consistency. Well, when it comes to the necessity for abortion, the left usually attempts to shift the discussion from elective abortion to cases of medical necessity or to cases of rape and incest. As early as 1987, the Alan Guttmacher Institute asked women about their reasons for abortion, and only 1% of the 1,900 women surveyed suggested rape or incest, and 95% of those who mentioned rape or incest named other reasons as well for deciding to abort. As Tamar Lewin reported at the time, quote, in a separate 1979 analysis, when federally financed abortions were available in cases of rape or incest, or where the pregnancy threatened woman's life or physical health, a total of 3,675 women had abortions paid for by federal money but the institute said it knew which category qualified only 2,444 of the women, and of these, 72 were eligible because of rape or incest. The Guttmacher Institute statistic is still used as the baseline for future estimates, although the numbers are likely much lower now than 1%. PolitiFact, for instance, says there may have been just 7,165 pregnancies from rape in 2010 in the United States. And that doesn't say how many of those pregnancies actually resulted in abortion. Each year, there are one million abortions in the United States. How about abortion due to medical necessity? That is extraordinarily rare. Even in cases of preeclampsia or toxemia in late-stage pregnancy, C-sections are often the best medical solution. There's a difference, too, between taking actions to save the life of the mother that result in the death of the unborn child and aborting a child for medical necessity. The controversial movement that's quickly gaining ground on social media, giving a new voice to the abortion debate. I remember this trending online. I remember the debate that this started. Shout your abortion. Now, you can still argue honestly that fetal life shouldn't outweigh maternal life, but you can't argue that a baby in the womb is not a baby in the womb, that life is not life, and that terminating life isn't killing. We're all sort of backed into this corner to talk about abortion as, like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of murder. Does a biological mother owe any duty to the life growing inside her? I mean, I don't know where I would be in my life right now if I hadn't had the abortions that I had, multiple abortions, to not to break. This is a philosophical question very different from the one posed by pro-choice advocates, who simply claim that unborn life should be treated as an invader. It's nothing short of an attack on women's basic human rights. Women's health care is under attack. Women's rights are under attack. We're in the middle of a concerted, persistent assault on women's health. The termination of a human life in the womb. That's what abortion is. Abortion is a medical procedure. It is not a crime. Abortion is a tragedy. It's a tragedy for mothers. It's a tragedy for fathers. Most of all, it's a tragedy for the unborn hearts stilled. A tragedy for a world that will never see the light of lives snuffed out in the womb, and a tragedy for a society that cheers abortion as somehow making it morally advanced. If you enjoyed that audio-only version of Debunked, you will love the video version. And this episode is just the tip of the iceberg. Get the entire first season available right now exclusively at The Daily Wire. The show looks fantastic. It has a documentary feel. There are some great visuals. Plus, You can get my show notes with links and resources to all of the data used all in one place when you're a member. Become a member today. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and use promo code debunked for 20% off.